0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, let's hope that you can Bring you some further comfort now, but I know there's a lot going on around us. There's a lot going on in the world, and somehow this time of year just exacerbates. We always, and I'm not sure if it's confirmation bias. You know, do we hear of more stories now, and we always say, "Ah, oh, well, it's the nine days. That's what happens." Uh, or is is this just uh, part of living in uh, in the world in which we live? Well, we're going to put some of these questions to to our guest, Rabbi Zachariah Greenwald. He is a prominent educator, a speaker, he's head of Vima or Women's Sem in Jerusalem. Uh, Rabbi Greenwald, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. And uh, I believe an author of a very, very interesting book as well. What's it called?
1: Preparing Your Child for Success by Art Scroll. All right. Sarah.
0: Brilliant. Okay. But let's talk about, let's just talk about this period in in general because there's no there's no doubt that we are sort of attracted to some of the sadness that goes on around us and obviously the period that we're living in serves in some way to focus a little bit more but the reality is we do see very difficult things we've had some tragedies in the jewish community young people here in the jewish communities are unfortunately passing away young people ill it's 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 very very difficult and challenging to see these, to be confronted by these things. Uh, so, uh, so many people saying it's just, and, and it's a phrase we keep hearing, it's just too much. Are we living in a time where things are just too much?
1: I think the Jewish people have always lived in times where it seems like just too much. Mm. Um, the nine days, like you said, the three weeks, the nine days are historically Mm. Just too much days. Mm. There are times in which the Jewish people have suffered calamity after calamity, destruction after destruction. We know that the first temple was destroyed on Tishbav, the second temple was destroyed on Tishbav, the city of Beitar mm. was destroyed on Tishbav. Yeah. Uh, Tonus Rufus plowed the uh, the temple mountain on mm. Tishbav. If you go later in history, the first Expulsion of the Jew, of the English Jews was on Tishbav. The French expulsion was on Tishbav. The second expulsion of the Jewish Jews, of the English Jews was during the nine yeah, days. The, the But if you look at the days, they're all July, August. They're all July, they're all in Av. Um, most of them from Russia, Russia, either on Tishbav itself, ninth, tenth, some on the fifth, some on the sixteenth. But all of these things happen during this, uh, this period of time. And, uh, the, the, in, in Buenos Aires, the, the, uh, most recently, the, uh,
0: uh what's the it? bombing.
1: The bombing was on Tishabav. Right, I didn't actually yeah, connect I, that. The, the, wow. the uh, World War One mm, mm. was declared, Russia, Germany declared Russia, uh, war on Russia and Russia on Germany at the same time, Russia on the Jews of Germany, of, of Russia, mm. was also on Tishabav. So, uh, the, the Treblinka, the, 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 the first trains to Treblinka from Warsaw Ghetto were on Tishabav. So this is not something that, this is not my chance. Mm, mm. And I'm going to say something that maybe can it be appreciated or not. I'll, I'll be speaking, actually be speaking about this um, over of right. in one of the venues. We look at it as a time where it's too much. Right. It's actually a time to take strength.
0: Okay, so let's let's, let's, let's work through that. So it, it's a time of strength to take to 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 be strengthened.
1: It's to take strength from the fact that when we see that it's happening during this period of time, it means that there's a guiding hand. It means that In other we're words, not it's alone. Because it's not per chance. It's not per chance. Right. We ah. are not just suffering ah. because of random acts right. of 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 evil in the world right there is evil in the world of course but when there's there's a hand in in the world that's guiding Mm. and talking to us speaking to us and reminding us that we are part of a people and there are things that happen to our people that continue happen to our people because of our relationship with god it is not random acts of
0: just so, so, so it's always a question because we also live in an age where we don't like to take responsibility, right? We all all victims. We we very much victims of of anything, and no one really can tell us that something is our fault. And obviously, I'm not saying that that any of the tragedies necessarily, uh, well, it's because we did this that that happened, and and that that would be an incredibly simplistic way of looking at things. But how do we look at it and say? well, hold on a minute, these things are happening. Is there something that we could do differently? Obviously, what's implied is that maybe we are doing something wrong, um, and, uh, and maybe that is okay. To accept that that uh, you know, as, as I say, there's no correlation. You can't say that this happened because of, of, of that, unless
1: but, you were a prophet.
0: Well, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and maybe uh, some of our listeners might be, but uh, but certainly I'm not. Uh, how do we deal? W- how do we take responsibility without taking blame? Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a a more succinct way of asking the question.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the concept of blame is not very much, uh, is not really a concept that we speak about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we the, the Torah is not replete with blame. It is right. replete with taking responsibilities. I think you, uh, it says in the Talmud that a good question is half the answer. <laughs> but you ask the good question. Right. Because the answer is really taking a responsibility, a personal responsibility, communal responsibility. And because, uh, I have not been gifted with prophecy. I I would never try to say, uh, correlative, this is what's happening Mm. because. Mm -hmm. However, every single one of us knows where we could do better. Every single one of us knows where we are egocentric, where we are looking at ourselves, where we're less looking at the community, Mm. less looking at the people around us. Some of us are challenged in our immediate families, some with our... Neighbors and neighborhoods and our schools mm. and our communities and our schools and our there's 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 a great deal of of challenge. And one of the way one of the things that we have to look at is how do we deal with that? Do we do we take responsibility and say, what can I do to make this situation better? What can I do to be a better person? Or do I play the victim? And playing the victim has never been helpful to anyone in their lives. I don't, I don't know.
0: Well, because it's, it's completely disempowering, isn't it? Because then there's nothing you can do. Then it's just something that happens to you versus saying, well, hold on, maybe I can just do something. Uh, And uh, ironically, whether it helps or not on a real level, it actually does help you feel better because you actually, because action is better than inaction.
1: It's, that's, it's a myth. And it's a comfort zone, but it doesn't make you feel better. A victim never feels good. Right, exactly. A victim is always miserable. Right. A victim is always unhappy. A victim is always blaming and looking and and, and seeking where to put the blame for their misery. Right. But that never takes them out of their misery. I've never seen someone who blames someone else and now is happy. They blame someone else and now they're miserable, but it's the other person's fault
0: right
1: so in 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 truth there's no empowerment in 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 victimization and there's no empowerment in blaming the empowerment is i can do something i can make a difference i can make my life better i can make other people's lives better
0: so where do we start where do we start? You know, the, sometimes it's very overwhelming. We see <laughs> things, out, uh, things happening around us uh, to members of our community, to members of our family, to wh- 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 whatever it would be, uh, to ourselves. Uh, w- how do we take that first step out of that almost hopelessness and helplessness?
1: By looking inside of ourselves and finding that small point of strength that says, I am worthy i'm irreplaceable i'm important and i can make a difference by finding this, the 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 point inside myself that recognizes my value and therefore my ability to do something when i when i look at when i when i blame i actually give power to the people who are mm-hmm. blaming. Mm-hmm. And I release my own power. I relinquish my own power. I lose sight of what I can do and what I can be. And instead I give all of that power to the people who are, who I'm blaming, mm-hmm. but I'm actually draining myself of any hope because what hope could there be unless I can change the world around me that's supposed to change so that I can be happy. If I can only be happy because of other people, and my misery oh, is yeah. caused by other people. Right. So then, it is a hopeless world.
0: Absolutely, and uh, and you have no absolutely little, very little control over anything that happens. It is eight forty-six. We're going to be back after this. I'd love to hear from you. Three four five one nine or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning. Hi FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. Yeah, nothing's yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> We've just learned that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> haven't we just learned that? <laughs> that all of these things that happen, uh, they are not not by chance. So uh, if, in case you have just joined us, thank you for doing so. Uh, we are joined in a studio this morning by Rabbi Zachariah Greenwald, who's head of the Maor Women's Assem in Jerusalem. And we're talking about what happens when when time is tough. How do we find hope? How do we move forward? Are we seeing more Difficult things, more challenges happening in our community. Uh, Rabbi Greenwald, you've—I uh, mean, you, you you run a a women's sem in Jerusalem. You see people from all around the world. Uh, is what we're experiencing here in Johannesburg or in South Africa, uh, in terms of our challenges, is it unique to us, or is this happening all around the world?
1: This is happening in every community in the world, mm. in every Jewish community in the world. We are seeing things that just don't seem to be real, things that are unexpected, that are surprising, that are hurtful, that are shocking. And that's the, like you, like you mentioned, young people getting sick, young people passing. And suddenly in, in, in Yerushalayim, in the past, just the very, very recent times, we've had, mm-hmm. uh, young people just not 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 waking up or going for lunch and then and, and not, something happening. and yeah. something happening with with many many children being left and and lost it is a it's definitely there's definitely something happening, and like I said before, it's not by chance that it happens during these times. these are times of introspection it is a time for for us to look for ways to to better ourselves and and to look towards hashem for salvation mm. we we know that mashiach comes with the jewish people seeking him mm. waiting mm. for him hoping for him and it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen in a vacuum we are we are meant to turn to the source And we know what the source is because it's happening in this concentrated way at this time. Mm, mm. So that tells us that yes, there's, this is not, not random. And because of that, we know who to turn to. And when I said earlier that, you know, to find the strength in ourselves, it doesn't always mean to go and change the world. It, it means also to turn in tefillah, to turn in, in,
0: in prayer. So I wanted to ask you about that because we often see when, in times of ch- uh, challenge and difficulty, uh, people do turn to tehillim, to, to psalms. They, uh, there's a lot of prayer happening. And sometimes uh, it doesn't always have the outcome that people hope that it would have. What, what What's your message around around that?
1: Well, in in this week's Torah reading, mm. the in this week's Torah reading, the, the, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says, mm-hmm. Where is there another nation that has a God so close, like the Jewish people, like our nation, that Hashem responds to everything we call out, that he listens to every prayer, and I think that we have a little bit of a, a misunderstanding as to what prayer really means. Prayer is not a shopping list. Mm. Prayer is not okay.
0: I did mine. What well, I've asked now; it needs to be answered in right. that way.
1: I pray now, so that means now mm. I'm mm. waiting. I'm waiting for the response. So, if it was two hours ago, how much longer should mm. I be waiting? That's not. That's not the concept of prayer. The concept of prayer is understanding, and submitting ourselves to the understanding. That everything that happens in the world is happening with a plan, and knowing that it 's dependent only on God, and relinquishing our pain, relinquishing our suffering, relinquishing that which we our expectations to the will of the one who really knows what is best and who does what is best for us and for the, for, for his nation, we are when we only turn to God. In extreme circumstances, when there's something happening for a reason, then we are disappointed when we all when it feels like well why didn 't it change? Were we to pray three times a day with the supplication with the with the, with the humility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of prayer, then we would see how much we have that we have as a result of prayer, and we would realize how many of our prayers are answered and how many times we do see the hand of Hashem in our lives. But we need to take notice of that. When we only notice Hashem Mm, on mm. rare occasions, it's very, very difficult to recognize His hand in our lives on a daily basis.
0: It always occurs to me when we say the prayer of Hallel, uh, that when you look around you in, in the synagogue, in the shul, and uh, there's this prayer of Kile Olam Chasdor That, you know, it's it's wonderful Then uh, people just kind of go through it And it's fine But then they get to the part where they're saying Ana Hashem And they're saying, you know, pleading to God For salvation All of a sudden there uh, Everybody, you know, gets very much behind it And I th- always think that, you know There's two sides of that coin you know, mm. we need to just uh, a little bit be very, very grateful when things are going right, just so that we can call out when things aren't. But I mean, it's easier to say than to do, isn't it? Oh, the human nature doesn't quite work that What's way. What's
1: fascinating is that where, where does Anna Hashem Hashem says Where does that come into Hallel? Mm-hmm. It's actually not a supplication. Right. It's a, it's a miss. It's a it's a it's an abused prayer. Really? Because in the context of the hollow, yeah, it is a it is a praise. It is not not a request. It's not a request. Uh, It is is a praise of our confidence
0: in Hashem's
1: helping us and bringing us salvation as opposed to a desperate call for God's salvation in the midst of... Where does that fit into
0: hollow? hollow is, That's very is interesting. I never thought of it in then, that way. Very but it's one
1: of those, yeah.
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> no almost. And just like that, it is about to go nine o'clock, which means it's time for us to love and leave you. Just to remind you that we will not be live on air tomorrow morning. It is Tisha Uh we, There will not be live programming until 12 o'clock tomorrow. There will be news. There will be other programs pre-recorded. We won't be in studio, but we will be back with you on a Friday morning. Uh, We will see you then. Uh, Just a a reminder, and uh, just so you know Rabbi Zachariah Greenwald, who's been in studio, he's head of uh, the Maor Women's Sem in Jerusalem. He's an author. Uh, He is a very well-known speaker. He'll be speaking a number of times at Orsamach over Tisha B'Av. If you are interested, reach out to the Orsamach community, and they will give you further details.